0: The Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, the ninth chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Six days later, Jesus took with him Peter and James and John and led them up a high mountain apart by themselves. And he was transfigured before them, and his clothes became dazzling white, such as no one on earth could bleach them. And there appeared to them Elijah with Moses, who were talking with Jesus. As they were coming down the mountain, he ordered them to tell no one about what they had seen, until after the Son of Man had risen from the dead. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Transfiguration. It's one of those churchy-sounding words that we really only use, well, in church. Unless, of course, you're a Harry Potter fan. In which case, Transfiguration is a standard magic education class for young witches and wizards right alongside charms, potions, and defense against the dark arts. And it can be tempting to write off our texts for today as just a bit of magic that would belong quite well in the Harry Potter canon. But there is no magic here, just a lot of mystery. And okay, some pretty good drama. We've got loyal companions who don't know how to let go, Elisha. Dumbstruck companions who have no idea what is going on, Peter, James, and John. The flaming flying chariot and horses of Israel, terrifying. Unexpected appearances by prophets of old Moses and Elijah. And the literal transfiguration of the Son of God, Jesus, on top of a mountain. Oh, and God's voice makes an appearance too. And a cloud so what gives is transfiguration sunday all about the shock value the surprise of elijah swirling up into the heavens and jesus transfiguring into a blazing white light the scriptural equivalent of a magician producing a rabbit from a hat i think yes and also no today is a literal mountaintop moment in the season of the church year. Transfiguration Sunday marks the end of the Epiphany season and the beginning of Lent, when we all trudge down the mountain and join Jesus on the long trek to his death on a cross on Good Friday. Today marks a turning point in Jesus' ministry and the recognition, or lack thereof, for his disciples, about what must happen next. It's paired with Elijah's ascension as another mountaintop-type story, one that leaves Elisha tearing his clothes in grief. Mountaintops may be exciting, but they are never easy. Jesus' ministry began in the River Jordan with his baptism, where just as he was coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens torn apart and the spirit descending like a dove on him. And a voice came from heaven, you are my son, the beloved, with you I am well pleased. In Mark's gospel, Jesus is the only one who hears these words. They are private for his ears only. But today, just a few chapters later in the Gospel of Mark, God speaks remarkably similar words from a cloud at the top of a mountain. But they are no longer private. This is my Son, the Beloved. Listen to Him. These are words spoken directly to Peter, James, and John, who trekked up the mountain with Jesus, watched Him transfigure in front of their eyes into dazzling white, And then look on stunned as Elijah and Moses appear and begin speaking to Jesus. I love verse 6. Peter did not know what to say, for they were terrified. Well, yeah, I mean, I would be too, right? Probably blathering on about who knows what, trying to make sense of the incredible scene happening right in front of my face. So, of course, right at this moment a cloud rolls in casts everything in shadow and then comes god's voice with a timely reminder to listen not to stop speaking not to stop trying to figure out if elijah and moses are really there and what we would use as building materials for these dwellings not even to follow jesus to the ends of the earth but to listen which may be the most difficult command of all. Listening is not an easy task. Listening is different than simply hearing. I like how Adam McHugh describes it in his book, The Listening Life. He says, hearing is something that happens to us. Listening, on the other hand, is something that we choose. Listening is a practice of focused attention, Hearing is an act of the senses, but listening is an act of the will. In listening, you center not only your ears, but also your mind, heart, and posture on someone or something other than yourself. On the mountaintop, God's voice doesn't ring out for Jesus' benefit. It rings out for the disciples, for us, calling us to choose, to center our attention and our lives on Jesus. We don't listen by accident. When she was younger, I used to tell my niece Natalie to turn her ears on so she would remember to listen for my voice. Of course, I would often have to remind her to do this when she heard me say something she didn't like, such as, no. Today, we too are being reminded to turn our ears on and listen with our whole selves to God's voice. And sometimes that may be easy to do, especially in our own obvious mountaintop moments where God is revealed before our very eyes. Sometimes it may mean we hear things we'd rather not, such as no, such as not yet, such as nothing. But if we keep listening for our whole selves, we may hear God tell us we are beloved. We may also hear God speaking through others, people who are oppressed, marginalized, forgotten, people who have long been speaking, but have not often been listened to, people of color, indigenous communities, the differently abled we can choose to listen to these voices. I hope we are compelled, like Peter, to just shut up and quit trying to make sense of the mystery and the magic and mess of whatever is happening right in front of us and just listen. Because as our psalmist reminds us today, our God will come and will not keep silence. We may be a long way away from Jesus' mountaintop moment, but God is still speaking to us and reminding us to listen, inviting us to live attentively to God's voice in our lives. It's why today we put our alleluias in a box and close the lid so we can place our attention on other words as we begin the descent down the mountain to the cross. Elijah and Moses disappear. Jesus stops shining so brightly. Everything goes back to how it was. And yet nothing will ever be the same. There is no magic trick. But God's word stays with us. Listen. Amen.